Hello, and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the podcast where we keep it real to real. That's that's the thing, right? That's the that thing, way? yeah. Cool, yes. Uh, this week, uh, we will be continuing our music month uh, with a cult classic, uh, although uh, it appears that the, the cult love has not quite reached everyone at the table, but we'll be getting into We're that. We're split 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we watched Empire Records, uh, a movie that is, uh, like I said, a cult classic. And that, the thing about cult classics is they weren't necessarily good, but people ended up flocking to them. So we will get to that in just a little bit. Well, it depends first, on the cult classic, because wouldn't Iron Giant be considered a cult classic? But that's good. Yeah, and but it also, just had bad publicity. Also, like, Rocky, Hor- Rocky Horror is a cult classic, and I am personally not a fan. So. Yeah, I can't understand it either. I never liked Star Wars. Get out. <laughs> oh, and I hate no, 2001 Space Odyssey. That was boring. I'm with you. I'm I admit, with you there, though. I admit I've never seen all of 2001. Good. So. <laughs> keep it that way. Stay in yeah, the But I don't think Star Wars is a cult classic. I think Star Wars is now a I'm, full-blown classic yeah. at this point. I'm just saying I'm going around the whole great. unpopular opinion thing. Yeah. That's the original right. three were great. Well, After that, ugh. the reason I think the reason this movie is a cult classic is because this movie literally, the word flop oh, goes yeah. with this movie. Th- this movie, this movie, bomb. Yeah. There's the word bomb. This is nuclear bomb. Yeah. Bomb, 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 like, bomb, bomb. This bomb, movie bomb. cost ten million dollars to make, and it yeah. made. Three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. this, this is this is called decimation. Is yeah. what this yeah. movie it called? Did. Is that but some kind of record? I don't know. Yeah. It didn't do but well. It didn't do well. <laughs> but the reason it's a cult classic is because people have picked it up after the run, yeah. and it's become popular Which, after the fact. And pretty much almost everybody in the movie went on to have actual careers after yeah. the fact. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's some of them that are really good. Like, I I remember very, very vividly, there was a friend of mine in high school. We used to go to the Blockbuster in the town across the way. Mm -hmm. And that very iconic cover. Yeah. That's incredibly. And I had this quote-unquote friend who would pick the box up, look at it, and try to look up Liv Tyler's skirt. And try skirt. to tilt it. It's just like... Oh, so you're trying uh, to look up a 2D image. Yeah, it's not the and, way that works. Uh, it doesn't work that way. And I'm like, you You want to look up her issues. skirt. Fucking just watch, watch a music video. Yeah. Or just watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch the movie. Yeah. Something about her kind of made me want to punch her in the face. Yeah. yeah. She's one of those two her perfect character, characters. You want to punch her in the face. Yeah. Not even so much that it's just I don't know she looks like a, a cheerleader bitch from a sitcom or something yeah. yeah I think that's kind of what they were going for with her too the characters in this movie but she wasn't like really a bitch in the movie it's just no, she's got that nobody's face it, yeah, and nobody's and perfect in yeah. this movie Absolutely nobody's perfect no. except Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's innocent. Eddie's so pure. He just wants Who's to talk. The, uh, pizza, the, the guy. pizza guy with the long oh. hair. He yeah. just wants to talk about move. Uh, Records. Talk about music, and yeah. like and get high. And That's get, all. Yeah. Like Eddie's. And just Eddie's wanna, yeah. Yeah. Everyone else and is kind so of And it's so funny that yeah. they don't actually really want to talk about drugs in this movie. But I'll get yeah. into that in a little bit. But they absolutely. I, there's lots of I, sugar. I think one of the one of the, I think one of the beer, right? I think one of the best bits in this is his monologue about different things that Clapton has done. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it just goes on. Yeah. yeah. What else you want Clapton with this Dude, 
That that's yeah that one. Okay, I, it's right over there. That's how <laughs> I have trouble. I have trouble with music people because yeah. <laughs> while I I do enjoy music, yeah. I am not as deep into it as some people are. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. My cousin Greg primarily. Yeah. Love you, Greg, <laughs> dude. And I cannot keep up with people talking about stuff like it's like. Yeah, okay, I like the song that's on the radio. Fuck the radio. This, this, that, that, and the other thing. But, but, but I like that song. I hate to say it, but it I, I, boop, boop, there are boop. certain things I am like that with, though. Yeah. There are very yeah. specific yeah. songs in specific concerts. I can be like that. You And you're much more of a concert goer than I am, and I that's am. fine. Yeah. I just... Concerts are fun. I have had fun at concerts. I'm Me not too. one of those guys who's going to go yes. way out of his way and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go see a concert unless it's Rammstein and they were supposed to come around here and fuck you, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And, um, yeah. Or my friend Josh, who drove 400 miles to see a concert and then drove 400 miles back to make it to work on time. Please tell me it was Jeez. the Proclaimers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My God, please! It has to be. <laughs> uh, no, no, it was some band no one ever heard of, but they were only up in the Northeast like yeah. once in a year. Yeah, but I would be that person. Yeah, it, I would be yeah, that person. Yeah, yeah. He drove to New York City to see them, and then drove back to make it to work on time, and we had were, a really shitty day. We were supposed to actually go see a band in New York City. Yeah. We were supposed to stay overnight in New York, yeah. Yeah. and then COVID happened, and we didn't actually yeah. get to go. We're, See them. We were yeah. supposed to go see the Cybertronic Spree. Yeah, yeah. it was supposed to be amazing. Look, oh. look, the, the Cybertronic Spree. I think I've shown you guys these we, guys. We have. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are a yeah, band. They yeah. do a lot of covers. They do yeah. some of their own original yeah. music, but they do it all dressed as Transformers. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. so cool. great. Yeah, we were supposed yeah, to go this, see yeah. them. We yeah. didn't get a chance to go see them. Yeah. It was. It's sad. We will see them eventually. Mm-hmm. We bought the fucking tickets. I mean... Yeah. We're, we're coming, RC, I swear. We, swear. Yeah. we were going to see... My dad wrote a porno. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Forgot the, about that. Yeah, the, my dad wrote a porno, pick your porno night. Yep, that's that's or, a hell of a show, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, and, lis- I listen to a lot of horror. Like, yeah. I listen to true crime. I yeah. listen to horror podcasts. I listen to some spooky, scary shit. Mm. But nothing, and I mean nothing, has freaked me out more so than the descriptions of sex that happen in My Dad Wrote a Porno. <laughs> it makes me worry about Mrs. Rocky Flintstone. Yeah. The, it's the description and then the lack of description as well. Mm-hmm. Blink, the, blink. At the same time. Like, I, have, I have listened to maybe three of three episodes of that, yep. and I am very concerned. Yeah, it's I, like, that's not how, how anatomy man, works. How did this man procreate? Yeah. Because, because he had a kid. Three, t- had, three kids. He yeah. has three children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am very concerned. Yeah. It's just like, it's, this just... Uh, is, is That's Mrs. not how any of that works. Is Mrs. Rocky Flintstone okay? Yeah. We just have to ask. <laughs> yeah, it's... Right, speaking, um, with, okay. speaking with other podcasts, I do yes. want to give a shout-out um, to two podcasts that uh, one came out with an episode recently that um, Kaz and I were both on of the law, offices, the law offices of uh, Quibble, Squibble, and Vicker. <laughs> um, three middle-aged men who uh, have primarily trying to have an audience of middle-aged ladies. 
And um, but improv tangents abound. Uh, those guys were funny as hell. When you say the law offices, I, my, automatically I just want to go. Let's settle this. One. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the law office of quibble, squibble, and bicker. They were really, really funny as hell. And a uh, guy who uh, was on our show, episode two hundred eight, JD, uh, who is a part of the Going Hollywood podcast. He had me on. Uh, to uh, review the Super Mario Brothers oh. movie. Oh, what a, and, what, what a cinematic masterpiece that is. Yeah. <laughs> so we trashed the shit out of it and then had wild tangents and we just made each other laugh for about 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, I've heard some of it and, and it is yeah. so good. Yeah, <laughs> and also we brought back the Elvis is Alive theories yes. as well. <laughs> I was very happy. Yeah. I was very, very happy to listen to it. Yeah. I must say, yeah. I'm so glad that you did that. <laughs> well, he goaded it out of me. I'm like, know, all right, let's just do this. And I was like, all right, you asked for this. And uh, yeah, go on the Going Hollywood podcast uh, Facebook page and you can see the edits that he did and you can see what I look like too. Yeah. Uh, but, That's very true. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, ed- the, uh, the edit he did for the commercial, that'll be out the week after recording this, but I got those two, two great shows, two funny as all people. Uh, man, Matt, thank you for inviting both of us, and JD, awesome, the ghost, thank you, your seat is awaiting in the virtual world here. Hmm. Yes. Very soon. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Empire Records. Um, history? So let's go around the table here, history. Uh, Joss and I have seen this movie... I can quote it, ...dozens so. yeah. of times just together, never mind separate. Yeah. We have entire conversations that consist of nothing but quotes from yeah. this movie. So, we've seen it before. How about you guys? First time seeing it, didn't like it. Yeah, first first time seeing it all the way through. Okay. You yeah. thought maybe it was a generation gap thing? Possibly. There's, Possibly. A, there's, a, there's a bit of an age I, gap between us. It's not huge, but there is a bit of an age gap. There is also something I want to point out as well. Um, the movie that we saw, this one is the extended version. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. This was not the this was not the theatrical release no. that we saw. The, uh, the theatrical release is actually shorter, um, and there are scenes that are in it that are not in the version that we watched. I noticed that mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. when I was looking up to see if I was the only to see what people were saying about the movie like a lot of people on Amazon were complaining about extended cut versus regular cut yep. so I because they are they are the different the pacing is is different the, the I don't main, um, okay some of the main the points for example the, like is the, ma- the main difference that I remember mm-hmm. from between this extended yeah. and the theatrical that woman that comes into the um, that uh, comes into, well, into the store and talks about never marry that. a trucker. Even before that, yeah. okay, before she that, she wasn't in the theatrical. The first, the first thing you see in the extended cut is you see Lucas counting money. Right. So the first thing you see is him closing out the store, and Gina coming in, Fucking and um, watching Lucas counting money and saying Joe, it letting you close the store. You know, basically, don't screw it up. It's a big responsibility. Right, 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 yeah. And then Lucas shutting all the lights off and this woman, like, knocking on the door and Lucas saying, we're closed, we close at midnight, and letting this woman in, saying, don't ever marry a a tow truck driver, and saying, basically telling Lucas, uh, have you ever thought about, um, basically the world, um, and destiny bringing you basically to one major point and you know basically saying haven't you ever thought about you know uh 
being at the right place at the right time. Basically, all this, like, destiny, fate, mumbo-jumbo bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's gonna, that's gonna that's hit gonna, the pleasure centers of a 21-year-old irresponsible jackass. Yeah. But we'll get to that. And then suddenly, Lucas counts all the money, gets puts it in his pocket, and drives to... Um, Atlantic City. Atlantic City to gamble all this money away. In the theatrical release, her coming into the record store and him having this conversation with her Isn't never it? happens. What? Oh. So you just, don't see that. So, so it's basically just him being an asshole and, yeah. and spending all right. the money. So this was the major problem of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Is he doesn't get any comeuppance for what he did. Right. He gets... And, he gets he gets beat up, Joke. but it's not enough. He yeah. should get way worse. Yeah, so there's a scene, you know, getting a little bit ahead, but there's a scene that's like, should I call the cops? What do you want me to... Mike, I'm screaming at the team, like, yes! yes! He committed a crime! Yes! So, like, freaking do this! And then, you know, when Warren calls it out, I'm laughing my ass off. My yeah. Warren of all characters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> my name isn't fucking Warren! Yeah, and, you know, they go, okay, he, he stole the show. Warren is every, the funniest fucking yeah, character. Yeah, he stole the show he's funny that and Deborah has one line that I I, I almost fell off the couch <laughs> laughing but you know and Lady Vic yeah yeah I I'm like damn I shouldn't have laughed but that was hilarious I should have kill myself and, yeah with, 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 uh, um, Lady Vic with uh, Lady Vic with with uh, daisies on her moisturizing strip. Yeah, yeah that, that was good. That right, was funny. Said, when she says dog shit at her funeral, and they're like, "Shh, dead people don't talk." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that. That's there's some there's funny bits, but it's like that. I just I could I had, um, I had employees at a place Dan and I used to work at. Indeed. Who were found um, stealing credit cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And it was, you know, super serious, and you, you got to yeah. get involved. Obviously, you know, I had to be involved because I was the direct manager. Like, did you catch it? What happened? You know, I'm not going to lie. When I yeah. worked there, yeah. there was that temptation. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but that temptation yeah. was there. It's like, this would be too easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Getting the, the weirdest person, it actually had to change a lot of things with the whole company. But in other words, long yeah. story short, like it sucked out three days, like a complete days of my time, mm-hmm. just explaining it, talking to lawyers and doing all that other stuff that when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I cannot get past the fact that he's not thrown in jail right away. Right. Yeah. So like he's still hanging around. Okay, what's he do? Sit on the couch. I'm like. Uh, like it, it, it just it, it threw the whole red like you know I love Day in the Life movies right like where you take a step and I love this and this fits perfect for me and the music um, I just want to say one other bit and I'll throw it back to you I'm sorry but the no, um, but the music itself like with um, I said in our private chat that this had some bad memories attached to me but it's actually very good okay. in a way because my um. My sister was married to a man who was just incredibly wrong. Like, right. you know, led. I'm, you know, thank you for the other stuff, but she, um, 
Um, you know, it was just really wrong and everything, but we would drive around and listen to this music. In particular, like, we would listen to the Gin Blossoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was going through really super bad times. She's going through bad times. And when we rode around and just kind of chatted about life and had that music blasting, it's like, that's the moment everything is okay. Mm-hmm. That one moment, I'm like, okay, I'm hearing this. And I remember she had the soundtrack around some point. And, you know, I'm hearing, I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, and it just, it, it was a little bit to digest because it brought back the bullying. It brought back her issues. But, you know, when I woke up this morning, I'm like, I'm really glad I had that time with her. Right. Just so to it have those. Bad, yeah. back, bad memories, but also good memories because it still yeah. brought you closer to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, really did really well. So it's like, okay, that's really good. But it took some time. I get this was a yeah. This was a hard one for me. Okay. Is, and yeah. honestly, a lot yeah. of that same kind of just driving around, listening to music. Mm. How do you think that like her and I yeah. bonded as much as much as mm. we did? Yeah. yeah, that was just it was just a thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, before internet, when you really didn't have anything to do, and exactly, just right. wander around. Before make, internet, just yeah. wander and around. Gas was like five cents a gallon. Right. Yep. You'd throw five bucks of gas into the '79 Olds Cutlass that I used to drive, yeah. and that would actually get like three quarters of a tank somehow. <laughs> we'd yeah, just drive around and yeah. drive around, do nothing. Yep. You know, in my three hundred dollar Oldsmobile Cutlass with a like five thousand dollar stereo in it, yeah. because you know priorities. <laughs> <laughs> So is everyone just like this movie because of the soundtrack? Pretty much. That's that yeah. is a um, major factor it's in a it. Big, it's a great the factor. The music in it is actually like the one of the biggest things yeah. for me because yeah. most of the characters, like I said, most of the characters in it are terrible. Yeah, yeah. most are, of them are assholes. Don't Some like are, you really don't like any of the like, characters in it. Fuck Lucas. The characters. I, 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 yeah. hate I can't. Lucas. Yeah, and Lucas. Something Lucas. I kind of like about Lucas, even though he's. Sh- He's an asshole. He's, he's just a, kind of amusing somehow. He's got an infinitely punchable face. I yeah. like Lucas because... <laughs> he had the least stupid hair. He, okay, Lucas <laughs> actually reminds me of somebody I work with, which is hysterically funny because he has the same haircut. Okay. Um, <laughs> he does. Okay. He looks like him, too. In the, in the really 90s, yeah. when I was in high school, I would have killed for AJ's hair. Oh, yeah. AJ had the worst fucking '90s hair. Yeah, but <laughs> I had frizzy, super curly, even gel doesn't help it at all. Kind <laughs> of just poof hair. I would have killed. Yeah, for like writer strong style. Okay, hair. he has Seth Rogen hair. Yeah. Yes. I. Yeah. Yes. I, That's why I shave most of it off because I can't handle he it. He does. He has yeah. Seth Rogen hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> AJ, yeah, AJ had the quintessential, definitely had the yeah. Ryder Strong mm-hmm. sort of haircut. Yeah, and he still um, does. It looks yeah. like I'm just looking at his picture. Uh, my, yeah. co- my cousin Greg had that hair at that age. Yeah. I still want to slap him for I it. I had a wicked, wicked crush on Ethan Embry, who in this movie was Mark. actually was Mark. Yeah. Uh, who? Which one was Mark? Mark was the stoner. <laughs> the stoner that gets sucked <laughs> into <laughs> the gore video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes no sense. Uh, get, he was tripping balls. Yeah, oh, but he was high all the time. Yeah. If it was pot, that doesn't make you hallucinate. It wasn't. He, I think he was no. on shrooms. Yeah. I, think they, I think they were trying That's to... That's the sugar. They were the kind of going around the fact that Mark was completely high all the yeah. time. Yeah. Because they didn't want to actually mention drugs in this movie at all. Why? Because they it was supposed to be... sex and shit. Yeah, but they, I think they were trying to market it towards teenagers. And they don't want to market to teenagers... 
drugs. See, but they're all like, hey, underage girl, have sex with a sl- uh, washed up celebrity. Yeah. I don't know. I love it's the tagline. I love yeah. the tagline. Vampire Records, open till midnight. Yeah. Why would a store be open that long? It's uh, Okay, now here's what I'm thinking. Okay. This, okay, this okay, movie yeah. is supposed to be midnight. happening on April 8th. Yeah. Which is why uh, April 8th, uh, on Twitter even, on Twitter, yeah. people will say that. happy yeah, Rex Manning Day. Day. Officially yeah. Rex Manning Day. Yeah. It's also um, Chino's got you day because we Chino's don't know his real birthday. Because we don't know his yeah. real birthday, but we adopted him on April 8th. Yeah. But, um... They're talking about So, yeah. Rex Manning Day happens on April 8th. Yeah. I am convinced that this happened on a weekend. Yeah. I am convinced this happened on a Saturday. Yeah. So, they're probably open till midnight on weekends. Yeah. And it's also the 90s. The 90s... Right. Shit was weird in the 90s, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, and 20 people working at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And to how many people are there... All fucking day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like seriously. Well, I mean, if it was a. Place it was that, now okay. It was supposed it, to be a celebrity day that day, yeah. so everybody, all hands on deck. But seriously, how many people? How? I want to add to that. How many people actually work? Right. Because yeah. yeah. yes. <laughs> it's really. Deborah. It's Deborah works. Deborah. Deborah works. Then she starts making buttons. Yeah. I mean, that's technically working. It's yeah. working. For, the, for the 90s. Yeah. Deborah works. Yeah. Um, There's Gina some dusting. Works. Gina works. Debra yeah. works. I saw a kid with a broom. Who actually works in this place? Not many people. Well, many people work here, but no one actually works. No. Or very few of them actually work. No. Gina, uh, Gina and Deb work occasionally. Well, um, Deb works a lot. I'm yeah. sorry. She well, did the taxes. Yeah. Well, she's desperately trying to distract herself. Yeah. Yeah. She she's like she's fighting done. off the ex- existential ennui of the of the mid But she did a lot of work that day. I'm sorry. She did shit tons of work. She did the freaking quarterly taxes. And yeah. she spent a long time hiding from Burko. Yeah, well, yeah. it worked. Yeah. Who's Burko? Her boyfriend. The one that lives outside in the trailer. Oh, yeah. the one with the dark hair, the yes. black hair. The one with the black well, hair is Coyote Shivers, Liv Tyler's stepfather, dad, because you know, gross. Again, like mm. I said, I know a lot of trivia about yeah. this movie, it, which made watching this movie last night go go on for about three and a half hours because she kept stopping <laughs> to to inform me. Like, oh, and then this, this, this. I'm gonna pause right here. This, 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 this. I'm like, let me watch the movie. <laughs> I want to finish the movie. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, well, let's just get like the basic premise down because we're about this far in. Wait, we there's really a gone over. real. There's not much plot here. Basically, it's a 1995 uh, movie directed by Alan Moyle, starring Anthony LaPaglia, Matthew uh, Maxwell Caulfield, Debbie Mazar, Rory Cochran, Johnny Whitworth, Robin Tunney, Renee Zellweger, and Liv Tyler. So a lot of people who went on to have actual, you know, full careers, careers yeah. after this movie. I would say Renee Zellweger and Liv, Ty- Liv Tyler should be higher up on that list. Yeah. Just because they're, you know, but uh, of course they're on the bottom of the list because we can't have women headlining a movie. Why would well, we you're that? talking about 1995, too. Yeah, so but it's, yeah it's still yeah. bullshit. Yeah, well, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. What pisses me off, too, is that Ethan Embry isn't in this top list when he should nope. be because he's in the fucking beginning of the movie and yeah. throughout the movie. Right. And yeah. he's one of the major characters, but he's yeah. not on this list. We can't call him the main character, no, but he is but on No, but he's there. a major character. No, I mean, character. he's one of those that cracks the fourth wall a lot, too. Everybody breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Like, Lucas starts... Lucas breaks the fourth wall. Like, what the fourth time wall? What fourth wall? Fuck He this. talks to the audience constantly. And I'm pretty sure if I'm pretty sure um, Mark breaking the fourth wall, it's just because he's high. Yeah. yeah. Mark... 
Mark is very high, and we're just not addressing drugs in this movie. No, there's because no addressing of drugs. Reasons? Well, except for you're a speed freak. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, do you actually notice that they don't sell diet pills anymore? Nope. Right. They don't oh, sell no. diet pills at all. Because diet pills are, are used, yeah. Because diet pills are used they're in amphet- methamphetamine. Yes. Right. They're basically amphetamines. Yeah. Yeah. For speed. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, it's very few places you'll actually find it. Like if you go to a vitamin store, <laughs> some people might have it. it yep. You might, but it's yeah. a different mix yeah. altogether. Yeah, it depends. They'll call it B12. De- yeah, <laughs> it de- depends, but it's you know there's um. I was at a place once where they, uh, when I was much larger than I am now, and I was learning to work out, learning other things, and learning the protein shakes and all that, mm. and they're like, yeah, you want that little extra off, and the guy, he's like, give me 15 bucks, I'll give you this, and it was a bottle with no label on it. Oh, jeez. Like, mm. And I'm uh, like, I'm good. Yeah, it was really... Odd. Wow. It, it was a yeah, it was a really odd conversation. At that point, you're just like, actually, you know what? I'll take my chances. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'll do it myself. Okay. Uh, All right. So basically, uh, premise of this movie: independent record store in Delaware called Empire Records. Uh, Everybody and their brother works in this place. No one actually does their job in this place. Why are they all teenagers except for the because they're, they're cheap, cheap labor? Yeah. They're che- yeah, they're cheap yeah. labor, and it's you know. Yeah. In the mid '90s, uh, music store—that's where the teenagers are going to hang out uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I think a good part of it is Joe keeps these kids employed so they don't go off and do something stupid. Well, you yeah. got, but you then have Lucas does and they do stupid, stupid shit anyway. anyway. You yeah. have Joe, who's the manager. Yeah. Um, you've got Lucas, who's about 21 years old, who apparently is Joe's, either who was Joe's either adopted kid or foster kid. Yep. Right. Um, because we find yeah, out later yeah. on in the movie that uh, that he that, was a ward of the state and that yeah. Joe took him in, so he was either his foster child or Joe adopted him. Yep, he was a uh, he was a problem child and was made a ward of the state because his, his actual mother parents him, his mother couldn't deal with it anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Not that it had anything to do with his bedwetting. No. Yeah. Why yeah. they brought up that I don't know. I think he just did it to levity. Yeah. Um, then you have AJ, who is also around 20-ish years old because he's been yep. there for five years. Um, so, you know, you can't really start working anywhere until you're about 15, mm-hmm. 16 yep. years 15, old. 15, usually 16. Depends, so. yeah. You have but, to yeah. get it, well, you have to get a permit, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, so. And, and uh, you, he no. could have been working under the table because, yeah. remember, I worked in a restaurant for a little while under the table. That's so true. Did I, at yeah. 14. Yeah. yeah. I lasted two days. Yeah. But, <laughs> but regardless, he's been there for five years, so he's got to be at least 20. Yeah. yeah. Deb, probably around that same age. Gina, yeah. close yeah. to that same age. The only one that it seems to be underage-ish is Corey, who's 17. She's 17 yeah. or 18. Oh, I thought yeah. the, her slutty friend was like 17 or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gina, yeah. Gina, Gina I think Gina's I'm like 17 I'm hoping she's at least 18. I think yeah. I, I got the impression uh, that she was older than that. I got the impression uh, that she was 18. Yeah. Maybe older, because they didn't talk about going to school together. They mm. talked about just hanging out. Yeah. So I didn't get the impression that she was going to school. Well, that's good, since she fucks yeah. what's-his-face. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this day there's April a lot 8th. of ambiguous yeah. ambiguous ages. Yeah. The only one that we know for certain is underage is Corey. Yep. Yeah. 
And we know that uh, we know that Lucas is twenty one because we specifically are told later. Yes. But uh, yeah, this this whole movie happens on April the eighth. It's a very eventful day because it's Rex Manning Day. There's this dude named Rex Manning who, who is, is a washed up eighties pop idol. Yep. Who was on a TV show called The Family Way. Mm-hmm. Um, who apparently was a really happening singer makes me think Say of no um, more. More. Uh, like you know like the partridge family who's yeah. that guy on the partridge family david cassidy yeah kind of reminded me of like david cassidy except like uh if david cassidy actually had a career was there more yeah. of an asshole like he became like went out and actually had a singing career after that like put uh, out a record and okay had this really cheesy yeah. obnoxious like MTV music video that came out and he was going on tour to promote this video. Yeah. So anyway, Rex Manning has just come out with a new album and he's coming to Empire Records to do a autograph signing. Yeah. An mm. autograph signing, you know, to promote the new album. And nobody in the store likes him because he's washed up 80s pop bullshit. Except for Corey. His music is kind of garbage, but Corey loves him because she had a like she has that schoolgirl kind of crush on him she's yeah. had a crush on him ever since she was little and Corey has decided that she's going to offer him her virginity because that's always a good idea mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. never meet never meet your idols first no off. no uh, secondly um don't if fuck anyone till you're like 18 don't fuck anybody till you actually want to like right think right. it through kids and more to the point if you're gonna accessorize Matched your top and yeah, bottom. Yeah, come on. Right. We yeah. find out later that she wore, like, her lucky bra. Yeah. No, she wore Gina's lucky bra. Yeah. She didn't even wear her own. All right, but, but she didn't, and she didn't accessorize. Like, it's the wrong color, but, you know, top to bottom. It's just like, oh, come on, but match I think up. They, okay, but I think they, cinematically, they did this on purpose, and I'll get into that. Because of the, like, the whole innocence thing? Yeah, because she wore we'll white panties with a little tiny bow on it to make it innocent. Yeah. It's, 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 they did that on purpose. So, yeah, so basically, this whole day we we start from the night before, where Lucas is closing for the first time, closing alone, and he Joe's trusting him. Because Joe is trusting him, that was Joe's mistake. They uh, he ends up taking the money from from nine thousand one hundred and four. He counted it yeah. twice. twice, and he Joe ends up him. after yeah. a conversation with some. Crazy lady. Crazy lady that forces her way into the store. He discovers plans to turn Empire Records into a music town. And we can't have this happening. Selling out's a bad thing, so he decides he's going to try to fix this thing by doing the only logical thing and going to Atlantic City and attempting to quadruple the money. And I'm not even sure what the hell his plan was for this. He like, wanted, I'm not it, sure where he was going yeah, with this idea. It, I'm just thinking, damn, he's lucky, and then he, of, co- of course he's going to let it ride because uh-huh. he's fucking Zoidberg. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Sardine. Sardine. Like, I just, I don't know what his plan was for this. Like, <laughs> like, okay, his heart's in the right place. He wants to save Empire Records, but he does it completely wrong because he's 21 and thinks he knows everything, and right. you don't know anything when you're 21. No. I don't think anyone no, is don't. that stupid to uh, to bet it all on... Yeah. I'm, I'm just See, like, not sure one dice was. roll. Christ, yeah. I'm, I'm 38 and I barely know anything. Yeah. You don't know everything at 21. I don't, really I just don't, don't know where his head no. is. He no. should have quit while he doubled it. When he Seriously. doubled it, yeah, just take the money and go home. Uh, and that, I, can, I can see where like the 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 
the, the for thrill a brief of moment, I had billions of dollars. Yeah, for the, for the, the thrill of winning, the thr- thrill of winning can hit you and just like you feel great. Ride that high and get the fuck out. Yeah. Other people people seem to take that high and just be like, I'm gonna keep winning. No, you're not. No. How did he know no, you're not. how much money he needed to stop it from becoming a, a music town? He I don't didn't. think he did. Oh. He was just trying to quadruple the money in an attempt to stop it. I don't think he actually knew the the amount. And basically what Joe was planning to do was to make a counteroffer <clears throat> to Mitch, the actual owner yeah. of the place, to buy Empire Records out from under him. Not out from under him, but like from him. And, and be an owner or at least a part, uh, or at least a, a partial co-owner, co-owner part, part owner kind of thing. But without that $9,000, he's well, shot. it's not even just that. That $9,000 belonged to the owner, Mitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that that $9,000 is gone, completely gone, Joe has to figure out a way to replace it in some way. So he's got to take whatever savings he has from somewhere. Well, he, said he had already used all of his savings, and that 9000 was yeah. going to be the last bit yeah. to try to make that offer to Mitch. I actually right. yeah. looked this up. It was going to be that last bit, but now he's 9000 short, and he's already invested everything he has. Ah, I see. What I don't get is he opens up that envelope in the desk, and he sees... Does, would a music town company send... He, here's a little clear p- thing. Send a transparency? Yeah, uh, with maybe? a picture of the, the... Probably, it shows that, they've, that they've actually really gone into it they've, like they've gone, thought about they've it. thought like, about you it? get that made yeah. you can do that at a kinko's you can do, yeah you can do it pretty easy and pretty cheap i yeah. was wondering did they print the picture like yeah. well yeah pictures yeah. were kind of well the empire yeah. records building is probably Inkjet a historic printer. building so it's yeah. been easy there enough to get for a, a while yeah. since 1959 yeah. According yeah. To the yeah yeah so yeah that, that works enough for me but the um has anyone ever been to a music town uh, back so. in the day, probably. Huh. Yeah. Well, they all blend I've been to yeah. a record town, yeah. yeah. It was mostly a F- record town. Is F- music F- town real? Yeah, there was one that I went to, and uh, kind of a quick funny story. There was one that I went to in Orlando, mm. yeah. and uh, my mom was at the time, like, a, not paranoid, but trying to be careful with what type of music or things that I was <laughs> coming up with. And, you know, they're like, okay, use some ubication money, buy a CD, try to find something, see what you can do. Because I had a really bad time. And I had the... I... Um, they were like, oh, yeah, that one's not so bad. And it was Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. <laughs> and it's, um, they, it's a greatest hit album. Where they're standing on a farm holding a giant joint. Yep, I remember that album the, exactly. It's across the roof of a car. Of yes, a car. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a greatest hit. Yep. I yeah, that album. Yeah, I had it too. I had it too. Dave's it's just not still, here, man. Yeah. Open up the door, Dave. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, watch the Dave's not here thing. They actually reunited and did it. With, uh, did that on Stephen Colbert's show. Nice. Stephen Colbert replaced David Letterman, so they did the Dave's not here bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. That's great. It was it was amazing. Uh, the best. It was one of the best. But yeah, the uh, the music town thing. It's it was exactly what they say it is. Oh, it's, it's apparent. It, I guess based on Tower Records. Yeah, th- I, I thought it, it was yeah, real. The, yeah. <laughs> Have yeah. you ever been to a Tower Records or a Virgin uh, a Virgin yeah, store? Yeah, Tower Records is what I was talking about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a, a Virgin Music Store. 
um, in Boston. Yeah. On Newbury Street, or at least they used to be. Mm-hmm. And it was like two or three floors, mm-hmm. and it reminded me so much of well. this place. Yeah. Um, where it's just basically you walk in, and it's music is blasting. Just wall to wall. Just at, mm-hmm. at that point, okay, this I haven't been there in quite a long time. Um, yeah. Anyway, here's but it was wall. yeah, it was like a wall to wall records and yeah. Cassettes, I remember, I remember that very well. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, it's like walking into. I'm I'm aging myself here, but there were Borders bookstores that <laughs> had. <laughs> Back in the day, you used to be able to buy books in these places called stores. <laughs> and they used to have movies and yeah. CDs and books. And calendars. and calendars. So many calendars. And you could go in and get a cup of coffee or a uh, and cappuccino then, and, and sometimes, sometimes it, a dessert. And you could sit there and read a book or listen to music. And sometimes and, the existentialists would come in and move the Bible to the fiction section. Yep. Because they yeah. thought that stuff was really funny. Because it was yeah. funny. Yeah. But regardless, um, but yeah, I mean, I remember, I have good memories of these things. So, but yeah, you could actually, you can see the commercialism yeah. of it. You just flip the books yeah. around in the mystery section and they're so really the pages sticking out. Yes. Um, but <laughs> there really was a sort of commercialism to mm-hmm. all of these stores. You could walk into a Sam Goody, you could walk into a Strawberries. Yes, I'm aging myself, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could walk into these types of record stores or music stores, and you can see the, the heavy commercialism into them. I still remember the Strawberries down in uh, Dartmouth. Yeah, me too. Yeah. How are the Strawberries your mom was running? Yeah, she worked at a Strawberries. Yeah. Nice. Her... So, I used to be afraid of music stores because they had scary album covers. Some of, I'd have to stare at the floor. Some of them were spooky, sure. But, uh, yeah, now all those scary album covers are on Spotify. And, like, other well, there are horribly some... expensive musics. Well, again, it's going to be those places that you go where you end up talking to those music snobs. Yeah. They're the people that I have a lot of trouble actually kind of, you know talking to because like I, I think I said it before it's like I love music but I'm not that into it right so it's like I have a hard time connecting with like the music guy fair or, enough mm-hmm. you know stuff like that it's like I want to listen to I want to get this album I like this single I want to listen to was it I guess bad guy or whatever and people be mm-hmm. like that's such a terrible song why would you listen to that song like cause it's catchy and I kind of like it that's why I want to listen to it I'm that guy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, where was I? But yes, yeah, so rant they, over. <laughs> there are all these kids that work in this record store. Yep. And uh, the next morning, uh, AJ and uh, Mark find Lucas co- unconscious on his motorcycle. Moped. Motorcycle. It's more of a moped. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's they find him passed out with one of those like coin buckets from uh, from Atlantic City. Fi- they so figure I guess out he just kind of played the slots until he tried to get the money back. Yeah. Yep. And they figure <laughs> out what happened. Where was the store? I mean, Delaware. Was it Delaware. So okay. not terribly far from Atlantic City. Yeah, it's yeah. close enough to Georgia. I was confused because they showed like an image of a Statue of Liberty on a billboard thing and Trump's yep. top square, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. 
And yeah, I was Del- like, is this New well, York or? Well, uh, Delaware, New Jersey, and that whole, like, Vegas. that whole <laughs> yeah. area is. Well, Trump, yeah, Trump has within a, a traveling of, distance to each other. Uh, casinos, or at least he did have a couple of casinos mm. in Atlantic City. Yeah, he's such a good businessman. He managed to bankrupt <laughs> casinos. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That's yeah. almost Loser. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, Lucas takes off before Joe shows up, and Joe. I do not regret the things I've done. But Lucas, how much? I do not do. How much, Lucas? And he just takes off, and Joe shows up, and very quickly gets phone calls from both the bank and the owner, Mitch, trying to figure out where the money is. Because the deposit right. has not been made from the night before. Yep, there was no deposit. What is happening? And basically, he's just kind of going. Joe's just trying to deal with this crisis. He's trying to get a hold of, uh, trying to get a hold of Lucas. And Lucas is not answering, obviously. Both AJ and uh, and Mark already have figured out. They figured it out, but they're trying to keep quiet about it. They don't want to be the ones to tell Joe. No. Right. And I, you can't. I can't blame him. I wouldn't want it either. Uh, meanwhile, Corey and Gina show up. Uh, Corey is the like overachieving high school student, and Gina's her as uh, as Wikipedia here says uninhibited best friend. Uh, they show up for work, uh, and we hear about uh, Corey's plan to seduce and lose her virginity to Rex Manning today. Uh, it's a terrible idea. Uh, we also find out earlier that AJ is planning to confess his love to Corey at by, by one thirty-seven precisely that day. But you said he was like a lot older than her. No, AJ he's is oh, maybe two, or three years, years older uh, than her. Okay, AJ's a couple years. He's maybe twenty-one at most. He's about twenty, I think. Yeah. So. And they're, like, really close friends, and he's been in love with her for, like, ever, and he's trying so to... So, wait, the guy who played AJ was her stepdad? No. no. That's Burko. Oh, okay. The guy who played Burko was her stepdad. The guy oh. who played AJ was My bad. a different right. guy. He's the one who I would have killed for his hair in high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. They also... You know, right I had work. it. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, yeah, basically, they talk... Uh, Joe talks uh, Mark into confessing. Uh, threatens Mark into confessing about what Lucas did. He assigns and AJ to find Lucas. I was kind of confused by that threatening scene. I'm like, he's just staring at him, and it's like, yep. is he Mark is about easy to sexually harass him? Mark, no, Mark nope. is very easy what to is intimidate. Mark just... is easy to intimidate, and he's probably known Joe for years, so it's that whole kind of, you know how when you've known someone for a long a time, you can have a conversation just look, with yeah. just a look? Yep. In between yeah. all of this, it's that whole, don't look at me in that tone of voice. You get a few musical stings in between yep. all this. Because there people listening to music, and they apparently they have a they have a system, have a system of, of um, you can hit this alarm and be like, I'm done with this bullshit music, I'm putting my CD on. Uh, a veto. Yep. Whereas you can play any type of music you want, but um, if somebody vetoes it, you have one veto a day, and you get to pick the first beginning, uh, the, the music at the very beginning by picking out a color of Eminem. Yeah. Oh, that's what the Eminem thing was oh, about? Right, I was just right, like, yeah. why are they playing with Eminems? Because they get to pick out the music yeah. that yeah. starts the music of the day and Mark one. I just remember somebody burning a CD with a lighter. Yeah, AJ Mark, burns Mark's CD because AJ's a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah Mark started the music for the day. CDs and were he didn't like the music, mm. so he vetoes Mark's music for the day. And because he really didn't like that song yeah. or that CD, he burns it. Yeah. 
And that's that yeah. is some bullshit because in '95 CDs were valuable. Yeah, they were incredibly expensive. Having a, CD, yeah. having a CD player at all was kind of a luxury item yeah. in '95. Being that kind of asshole, fuck you, AJ. Yeah. And even um, uh, what's his name, Eddie, later on actually like bitches about it. He's yeah. like, who the hell did this? Yeah. You know, see, with the you know, see if th- if this was a vinyl because Eddie loves vinyl, everything should be vinyl forever vinyl. Yeah. If someone had tried to burn your vinyl, it just warps it a little bit, and that just sounds even better, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like I don't know about that. <laughs> oh yeah, we were, we went to a little debate on that one. With, with, with vinyl yeah. and see with vinyl yeah. and with uh, yeah. cassettes and yeah. whatnot, you get kind of that lo-fi hiss in yeah. the background, and to me, that is that adds something. I agree with um, you. Yeah. Couldn't you say our podcast has that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, today today you might notice a bit of noise in the background. It's my 3D printer. I'm working on a on a commission. I'm running out of time. Sorry. It shouldn't be too bad. If it is, I'm sorry. I'll yeah. make sure not to do it in the future. But um yeah, uh where was I going with that? <clears throat> yeah, you get that kind of like lo-fi hiss, just like yeah. the little like tape hiss. Yeah. And like the little like it's not static, but it's the little Yeah, it's the grooves of the vinyl, yeah. 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 That kind of stuff, I think, adds to music. I agree. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. Like, you want CD quality stuff. You want, yeah. like, good, lossless kind of... I like, agree. But it depends on who you're listening to that does it. Like, if you're yes. listening to a Cat Stevens, uh, something from Cat Stevens, you need to have record. Yeah. I just or, like being able to shuffle yeah. things, though. Yeah. Maybe not shuffle, shuffle but... Uh, but uh, I like yeah. being able to skip Skipping, yeah. is, skipping is is great. Skip, yeah. To this day, skip, to this day, I cannot listen to George Carlin's stand up. Yeah. Uh, the 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 tapes from him from like the sixties and seventies. Yeah. I cannot listen to those in CD quality because I listen to them so many times with the tape hiss in the background. It doesn't sound right to me when it's actually CD quality. Yeah. Like, it just I, yeah. sounds fucking wrong. I agree. And there are so many songs from, like, the, from, like, the, the, uh, LimeWire and Kazaa and Napster days that if I don't hear that DJ starting to talk over the end of the song, or if the so- end of the song doesn't skip in a very specific way because that's how it was recorded, it just doesn't sound right anymore. That shit used to piss me yeah. off. So <laughs> LimeWire, giving your computer cancer for nine Where cents. Where were you getting your Lime MP3 downloads? <laughs> Oh, from China, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from China. I don't think I ever like, had yeah, that problem. Oof. You it's, never gave yourself, like, terrible, terrible, like, uh... You gave you computer cancer yeah. for, just so you could listen to the newest DMX song. <laughs> By the oh, way, DMX, RIP, my friend. Mm. RIP, mm. DMX. X gonna give it to you. Mm. Not, yep. anymore, not anymore. No. Mm. Anyway, um, where were we? Uh, yeah, so, uh, music veto. <laughs> music, yes, music veto. Music vetoes, and but AJ's an asshole. AJ's Fuck an you, asshole, AJ. and, uh... Joe threatens Mark to find out exactly what the fuck happened with Lucas. And Lucas tells. Well, uh, Mark, uh, uh, Mark confesses. Mark confesses about Lucas. Uh, um, Joe kind of assigns AJ to find Lucas. And he's, quickly enough, Lucas shows back up because he's basically been hiding in the store on somewhere. On the roof. He's been on the roof the whole time. And, you know, he, eventually uh, Lucas and Joe have... I'm not going to call it a confrontation because it's not really a well, confrontation. Lucas basically just walks back in and, and Joe's like, like the what the gone. fuck? Where's the money? It's when does gone. he drop out of the ceiling? Because that was kind this of was, amazing. Pretty much immediately after AJ was assigned to go find him. Uh, 
He just comes like Yeah, he's like, I found you. I found so, you. That was quick. Yeah. Well, you found me. I'm everywhere. He's like, where you been? I'm on the roof. He goes so, in and he basically goes in and says, uh, where's the money? The money's gone. gone. It's in Atlantic Where is City. it? It's in Atlantic City. It's probably recirculating now. It could be anywhere by now. Yeah. It, could, it could be in a different city. Oh, shut up. So he Where's goes, the money, Lucas? And eventually, instead of, like, turning him into the police, which he probably should have done... Yeah, fucking Christ, yes. He confines Lucas to the couch. You sit on that couch. Don't you move I, until I figure out what to do with you. Yeah, the, the he couch... He does call the police, though. Yeah. He yeah. tries to. I want to report a robbery, and he's put on hold. Mm-hmm. Right. And he gets he gets pissed off and he hangs up. Yeah, the um the funny thing is that couch kind of gave me married with children vibes. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I like how later on he goes he gets up but he's still holding the cushion so yeah. he's still oh. on the couch. Yeah, he didn't like, say oh, to I stay have to go to the, the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <Joe>. <laughs> so I think that was kind of a genius thing. That's something I would have done as a kid. Yeah, so eventually they stay on the couch, not all the couch. <laughs> so eventually Joe explains that he like his he had saved enough money to invest and become a part owner of the store yeah. in an effort to save it. Uh, but now he's gonna be nine thousand dollars short when he tries to make the you know, when he tries to make his offer to Mitchell. Because um, he has to fix this problem. And in the, me- in the middle of him trying to figure out how to fix this problem, Rex Manning shows up for Rex Manning Day, yeah. and everyone's distracted by everything, and Rex Manning... Oh, that Gina has- walks out with, with the apron. Yeah, the this, this apron. was trailer fodder. No, see, that, the, the Music Town apron was later, after after we meet Warren. Yeah. Well, no, because he... Yeah, well, but that's uh, yeah. where Rex Manning comes in, because she walks up to him and says, may I service you? Yes. So, right. um, so yeah, we get Warren. We get to meet Warren before Rex Manning shows up. <laughs> yes. So during all this hubbubaloo, this, this this kid walks in, and he's, he's wearing a very big. Coat. Oh wait, yeah. does Deb walk in first? No, we get we meet Deborah first. Yeah, yeah Deb comes in right after Deborah, Corey and um, yeah. Corey Deb- and Gina. G- yeah. Deborah walks in, and she walks in with a full head of hair. Yeah. Um, and walks she walks into the bathroom walks and walks out with no hair. She's got kind and, of a yeah. kind of a longer pixie cut when yeah. she comes in, and, and not the when actress, she leaves the bathroom. The actress playing Deborah did this in one take. Yeah, she shaved her head. She, and, it, and those were some frighteningly sharp scissors. Yes, yeah. she did this all in in a in yeah in a one take thing, oh. just kind of like uh, Demi Moore in uh, GI Jane. Right, she did it first. Oh yeah, yeah. She, did, she did this first. Yeah, um, she walked in. And she just shaved her head mm. for the movie. And meanwhile, during this whole time, AJ is gluing quarters to the floor. Yeah. Because okay. uh, oh. when Lucas showed back up, yeah. he had his thing with the coins in it. Yeah. And like as part yeah. of the confrontation, Joe slaps it out of his hand and just sends coins everywhere. Yeah. So artsy, AJ. artsy AJ comes and just starts super gluing quarters to the floor. And it's like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's art. <laughs> And I think he's doing okay. them exactly where they landed, which yeah. is great. I yeah. think it's so funny. I, I think so too. I think that was one of the funnier bits. Yeah. Why, like, why, why somebody glued these quarters to the floor? Yeah, yeah that was me. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't feel I should have to explain my art to you, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything with Warren, it just made it ten it's times funnier. I, I. I have you ever been in a record store where somebody's trying to steal something? 
Um, um, not in a record store, no. I have not, no. It happened with me, and I was over in Somerset at Sunset Records, and it's a very small store, mm-hmm. you know, probably the size of a couple of your these rooms. Mm-hmm. And there's only one exit and one entrance. They're there's the a, same thing. And, there's a, yeah. a little independent record store on Thayer Street in Providence. It was there years ago. I don't know if it's still there. It's literally on like a second Probably. floor. It's like somebody's attic, and it's just crammed. with, yeah. with CDs. And I don't know if it's there stuff. anymore either. I, I think they went out, or one of them went yeah, out. I can't but, remember what it was called, but I remember yeah. going in there and just be like, "Yeah." Yeah. No, me too. I I bought a lot of their records and sold a lot of them too. Yeah. Uh, resold them pretty quickly. Um, but that one, I remember that time where I was at Sunset Records and the kids tried to steal, like he had, he had, you know, crates of vinyl, some CDs and very few uh, cassettes. Yeah. And he had one rap cassette that was, it was an ICP <laughs> cassette yes. and he did he just kind of got it because he didn't really didn't understand exactly what it was but he's like okay somebody will buy this but he marked it up he's like, and they tried to steal that one thing and he's like dude he's like, I only got one CD you're lucky I'm non-violent <laughs> but there's one and it's the one door an exit and an entrance how the fuck do you think you could get away with this? <laughs> like, sincerely. The one thing I would notice, you idiot. Like, and you just slow, like, Bob is a very, not our Bob, but our, um, uh, you know, Bob is a very, like, naturalized, very hippie-like guy. Yeah. And he's just, like, he's trying to talk this guy down, but he's so nonviolent. <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? Like, no, not- we're not going to do this. No, this is a bad choice. You made bad choices in your life, dude. <laughs> you made some bad choices, okay? Hmm. It's like uh, it's so like I the teacher this, from right? Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna okay. We're gonna, yeah, yeah. we're gonna talk what about what happened this, okay? to you. You're like the Chinese guy from Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have some, some kind of? I was I was waiting for that line because I was like <laughs> Nick might laugh. This. Yeah. Oh, I cracked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if they were talking about the remake, it'd be true. It would yeah, be true. Yeah, that's what yeah, they right. were not yeah. psychic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I was like, I forget about that line. I was like, Nick's gonna laugh. I, I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Deb walks out of the bathroom with a shaved head. Yeah. Why she has a razor with her? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, it's actually the stores. Yeah, so I think so that's even sc- funnier. Scissors and a razor. Store has a razor. Has a razor. Yeah. That makes no freaking sense. I there's, don't know. There's an entire showering facility in the basement of where I work. Yeah. What? Yep. I have, there Why? Are co- there are coworkers there's, that come in and brush their teeth at work. There's there's a showering facility at my work too. Yeah. I don't know why. Huh. Yeah, who knows? Whoa, would, if it's if it's in the, the mechanics area, it, it might is. be it might be for like chemicals. It and might stuff. be. Mine is just because the building's over a hundred years old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, and then for the post office, it makes sense too. I mean, yeah. you're outside in three hundred degree weather. <laughs> yeah. You know, and <laughs> and then they get mad at us for smelling bad. It's like yeah. I'm so sorry, I sweat. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, Deb walks out. And she, they're like, you you had hair when you went in there, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's still yeah. in the sink if you want to glue it. <laughs> um, but that's when they notice that she's got this bandage on her wrist. Mm-hmm. And AJ freaks out. Why? What was the deal with... Uh, the bandage looked like it had a piece of cardstock and bandage? Uh, well, she probably cheaply just covered it. Yeah, she probably, probably didn't have like, band-aids. It's probably yeah. like gauze and tape. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I was just like, why does she have... It looks like... 
paper cardstock. Yeah. Um, I think I've had to do something like that when I didn't have like actual bandages at home. Yeah. I had to do something like a makeshift one. It's like when, when you're deeply poor. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it myself. Mm. Yeah. But he gets mad and he like points it out. And he's like, "What the hell happened?" And eight. Uh, uh, Lucas kind of calms him down. He's like, "She's fine. Yeah. She's at work. She's, she's fine. She's, she's great. She's and Which sends she her made on away. Point. And he's just like, calm down, Agent. She's fine. She's here. Just you know, she's in the store. We, she's okay. Just she'll be fine. Um, and that's when we meet Warren. Oh, so Warren. this kid walks in with this with his baggy <laughs> jeans and his baggy jacket and the kid can't be more than 15 um, and he's looking around and he's he's obviously putting CDs in his jacket and he's running them over with a magnet oh that's what that I was like why is yeah. he cutting the plastic no he's running it over with a, a heavy heavy magnet to turn um, off the, to uh, turn off the, the yeah. thing that will make the uh, the alarm go off um yeah, so CDs had this strip underneath oh. it that they, they would cut it when you when you bought them yep okay yeah. but with the magnet it automatically kind of null and voids that there are, in fact this actually still works yeah Oh, I shouldn't say this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it does. Oh, it, it works if you walk into, um... I shouldn't say this either. Uh, if you walk into, like, Kohl's <laughs> or JCPenney or anything like that, if you get a high-powered magnet and you have those clothes with those little, um, uh, tags on yeah. them, a magnet will take those right off. Huh. I don't say that because this is what I do. I say that because I used to work there. Yeah. <laughs> So, a uh, guy who played uh, Warren uh, has been in a couple episodes of Drunk History. Ah, son of a bitch. We're going to have to dig those up. I love Drunk History. They Me are so too. fun. Watch Me Drunk too. History. It's so great. But, um, uh, yeah. So, just like in most other places, if you've ever worked in retail that don't have actual cameras, because this is 1995, uh, they have mirrors. Right. And, obviously, if you're good enough to tell that this dude in a baggy jacket who can't be more than 15 kind of comes walking in. He keeps in. walking around and checking over his shoulder every five seconds. Yeah, it's tell very obvious. Yeah. Lucas is just watching the crap out so, of him. Yeah, Lucas is watching him, so he walks up to him and he's like, oh, uh, can I help you with anything? And he's like, no. He's like, oh. No, no, I'm good. Okay. Like uh, music, huh? Great music, yeah. He's like, the, the, the fat man walks alone or something like that, he says to him. He's like, what are you, some kind of weirdo? What is wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yo, you have a nice day, yeah. And the kid, you know, just decides to leave, and that's when Lucas chases him. Yeah. And he drops a bunch of CDs, and Mark <clears throat> announces there's a shoplifter in a. And I'm not gonna try to loud mimic this scream because I don't want to like blow out anyone's eardrums who might be listening on headphones. Loud, a squeaky voice. Oh yeah, shoplifter, and then uh, Warren takes off, and thus begins a chase around the building that's narrated by by, uh, by Gina. Gina. Yeah. This um, is good because this, Warren this good, yeah. runs out the front of the building. Yeah. Gets cornered by by Lucas and then proceeds to run around the building and then back into the building. Yeah. And they're like, don't don't you typically run away from yeah. the scene of the crime? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting tactic. 
Amateur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, eventually he gets a set, he gets knocked out by Lucas by mm-hmm. Lucas opening a car door. He gets straight up clothesline. Just boom. that was really genius. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they bring him into the back and. Um, He's confined to the couch. He's too. confined to the couch with Lucas. They make him take a mug shot with the CDs he stole. So that his picture gets put on the wall. So yeah. if he ever comes back into the store, they yeah. know his face. They ask his name, and he says his name is Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Okay, Warren. <laughs> okay, Warren. And he um, won't identify as anything else. Is you know, and later on he gets pissed off. It's like my name isn't fucking Warren. And it's like well, his name isn't Warren. His name isn't Warren. I thought his name was Warren. His name was Warren. Um. But uh, Joe calls the police, and he asks how old he is, and he says something to the old effect of... Old enough to kick your ass up and down the block or and, something uh, like And shove your, your teeth down your throat or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, he's a juvenile. Yep. Um, he's a juvenile, and try it, kid. See what and happens. that's when Rex Manning makes his entrance. And this is also when Gina decides to wear the new uh, music, that, town, music Town apron yeah. and apron, yeah. nothing, nothing but. else. Yeah, this was... She had her underwear on. She had, yeah, she had yeah. her yeah. underwear on. Yeah, this was fodder for the trailer. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just... No question. Uh, I mean, Renee Zellberger, objectively, is a very beautiful woman. Yes. And again, you know, and... Something about this movie, yeah, though. I don't yeah. know if it was her hair or yeah. lipstick, but she... I don't know. She yeah. just looked kind of obnoxious 90s well, well I, I think, think it was the 90s it. yeah 90s the, the yeah. 90s in general were yeah, pretty yeah, obnoxious yeah, she yeah, kind of yeah. had a punchable face in this too yeah. she did I agree with you yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. most people this. in this movie have punchable faces I told you <laughs> the characters themselves are mostly wholly unlikable the only one who didn't do anything wrong in the whole movie was Eddie. Yeah. And that's because he was at his other job most of the movie. <laughs> yeah, Eddie basically was me without without the stoner bits. Like, you know, whereas I, that's, the, that's the conversations I used to have in high school yeah. about general music or anything or like when I used to sell records or buy and sell them. It was mm-hmm. the same deal. I was mostly Mark. Yeah. In high school. I could see that. I was uh, mostly yeah, Mark. Yeah, I could see that. I wasn't making out with posters, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. I was oh, mostly yeah. Mark. <laughs> Mark, what were you making out with that painting for? I don't know. Mark's stuff. Problems. I was, I, for the, most of the time... some girl's foot. Most of the yeah. time, I was Mark. Yeah, I wasn't making yeah. out with feet either, but <laughs> I was mostly Mark. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Warren ends up getting taken away after he finds out. Oh, but but there's okay. a few there's a, a few bits of conversation between here though. Okay. Uh, Rex Manning walks in while bitching about his hair because they cut it too short. His stylist cut it too short, and he's very upset. And he's got this worst spray tan ever, wearing this like. He looks like the British bulldog to he me. Kind mm-hmm. of does. Yeah. Now, he's played by Maxwell Caulfield, yeah. and I don't know if anybody else know Max, knows who Maxwell Caulfield is. Um, he, I may. Okay. Uh, he's a He's, well, yes. <laughs> but um, Maxwell Caulfield was in um, Grease 2. I never saw which, that, yeah. Grease 2 was a qu- quintessential part of my growing up. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Grease 1. Grease 2 is a better movie than Grease 1. I know this is an unpopular opinion, but guess what? It's got better music. 
and a better storyline. So fuck all y'all. But um, I, was, I was in the plate grease in high school. Yeah. I ended up punching the the. Uh, I know you did. The pretend. Uh, well. Yeah. That was, we we had a golf cart made up to look like the grease lightning, and mm. during the, like I was like one of the greasers that was doing the dance or whatever. I ended up accidentally punching the plywood on the side of the oh, fake car. Oh, dude. And I was right next to a floor mic, so all you heard was, Go, Grease Light! Okay, let's put it to you this way. Grease 2 has Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Maxwell Caulfield is essentially the Sandy character. He actually can sing. Because it's a role reversal. Oh, okay. Um... And it's a oh, it's right, a better movie all around. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Better music. <clears throat> so that's where I knew him from. Uh, did anybody ever see the um, TV show or the uh, soap opera? Uh, the hell was it? The one that had the the doll Timmy in it that came on after what, the Magics of Passions. Yeah, Passions. Did anybody see that? The no. Uh, no. There was a terrible, and I mean terrible, soap opera that used to come on after, like, Days of Our Lives. It had actual magic in it. That had magic in it. As opposed to the, you know, possession uh, storyline that happened to Marlena in Days of Our Lives. I'm aging myself. Okay, but, yeah, anyway, there was a a (laughs) terrible, terrible soap opera that came on where there was a witch named Tabitha who had a doll named Timmy. Who was played by a little person. Timmer. Oh, God. Um, that would come to life, okay? Now, this actor, this actor who played Timmy, un- very sadly, did pass away eventually. Yeah. They did a very nice tribute to him in the show. But the lady who named, named Tabitha, who played this witch, is married to Maxwell Caulfield. She is like 20 to 25 years his senior. Oh, Alright. Was married to Eddie Fisher. Uh, well, I can't remember her name. She's a very Debbie Reynolds. Right. Yeah. But she's definitely got you know the whole, the whole grandma witch from Halloween Town vibe to her. Yeah. How did we end up on Passion? Anyway, because Maxwell Caulfield is married to her. Okay. Um. But anyway, he that's who plays Rex Manning. Um. So dude actually has a voice who can sing. Even yeah. though the song that he sings in this movie is terrible. Um, Objectively terrible. Oh, God, it's so bad. Um, It actually... uh, It gives me that uh, Addicted to Love music video vibe. Yeah, Robert Palmer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was my first thought right away. Yeah. Yeah, right away. But you can tell he's very washed up because he's trying to complain about it and everybody wants to leave. And, you know, how, like, nobody's happy. Even his personal assistant eventually takes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't stand him either. Yeah, it just, like, okay, well, I, I don't like this chair. I want another chair. I, don't like, want, I want a different chair. Could, I don't like this chair. He could be even more overbearing if he wanted to, and he wasn't that bad. No. Like, for a spoiled brat, he could have been so much worse. Yeah, well... He seemed he, to be taking it mostly in stride. Yeah. 
He just seemed to be and like for, he kind of knew he was washed up. Yeah. And, and for what little it it really matters, later on when Corey tries to throw herself at him, yeah. To his credit, he does try to tell her, "You don't want to do this." Yeah. Just no. No. Just yeah. go. Yeah. Like, was... He tries multiple times. Like no, you did. I tried. Okay. I hope yeah. you like. I hope you like blue cheese. Yeah. Look, look. yeah. Yeah, I was like wondering, does he really want her to lick blue cheese off his dick, or does no, he just no. want to scare off? To me, anyway, in that particular scene, he's trying to like fend her away. Like, you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And I think now, know, what if she would have been into it? That would have backfired. That would have backfired. That would have backfired hard. Backfired yeah. hard, but he, I don't <laughs> think he would have minded either. So, hmm. either way, he was getting some. <laughs> it's been an eventful day for everyone yes. Fire Records on this day um, Now in the theatrical release this Again this is part of the extended version Because in the theatrical release that's not how it happened Oh really? In the theatrical release he says uh, Sure okay And she backs off Like she decides to back off So yeah. it's, really? it's really It's very shortened He doesn't say I hope you like the taste of blue cheese yeah. He just backs off and just starts unzipping his pants. And she panics. And she panics and runs away. So the whole right. cheese thing doesn't get set. Yeah. Like, that line gets cut. That, I feel like the scene is better with the blue cheese thing. It is. In, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it shows is. that maybe he has integrity trying to scare her off. Yes. yes. I mean, to a point. Yeah. Of course, yeah. he doesn't card the other chick. No. Right. Yeah. Gina. No. Although, but to I, be fair, I, Gina is also absolutely taking charge in this situation. Yeah. She's yeah. making her intent very clear. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Walk in, turn around, drop the panties. Like, yeah. there's, there's, yeah, yeah. like I yeah. told him, because he was, we were talking about it when we yeah. watched it again last night. I said, Gina's way more upfront about how she feels about this. Yeah. Whereas Corey. There's there's a very very different feel between each one. Right. When Corey does it, they are apart by ten feet. Yeah. At least, she takes her shirt off. She takes her her skirt off, and there's more discussion. Yeah. He unzips. He says a line. She grabs her stuff, walks away, and he doesn't say a word. Except when she walks out, he says "rock and roll." Unzips, you know, zips back up, eats his lunch. Yeah. When Gina, they're sitting next to each other, she starts flirting with him, they follow each other into another room, she takes her panties off, and then she walks over to him and she unzips his pants. Yeah. It's completely two that's different ways. That's a good ways. point, yeah. That's, there are two different power dynamics Yeah, each but he, one. He was con- obviously concerned about age for- with uh, what, with Corey, so why didn't he be like, yeah, I want to see your license before yeah. we do this? <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, Liv Tyler looks object in this movie looks objectively a lot younger. I don't. You know, think. just before this though, there was um, uh, the Aerosmith video called "Crazy." Yep. Mm-hmm. With her and uh, Alicia Silverstone, and it's a, a trilogy of music videos there, and she is this innocent girl who is trying to be able to get out there and see herself and then you know there's a scene where she's pumping gas and somebody's looking at her and she's like really excited like oh my god somebody just looked at my ass yeah you know so she just kind of following where she was at that point also yeah right before okay before we get into this discussion there is a rex talking about hmm. um 
talking to his fans and starting to feel old at this point too. <laughs> he's like, how old are women and gay men? Uh, uh, yeah, all these older women are coming up to him, and he's really starting to feel his age. Uh, <laughs> when the old lady comes back and says, "Singing this, not singing an opera like saying no more." Yeah. That, that's, that's good. Uh, the, and then the girl who comes up was like, "Yeah, this is for my mom. I don't even know who you are." Like the whole thing is just like, it's killing him. Uh, and then his publicist or whoever she quits. Yeah. Because when he's, she starts talking to the kids and all the kids are like making fun of him. Yeah. That's when she realizes like she's fucking done. Yeah. Like that's it. Like she's out. <laughs> so she leaves and he, you know, when he comes in to eat his lunch, this is when we see the whole, the Corey scene. Corey's wearing a red, a red bra that Gina had given her. Right, right, yeah. Has been giving her good luck. She takes off her skirt and she's wearing these white panties. Yeah. But they're not like... I don't want to call them granny panties. Because yeah. that's not what they are. They're like regular white silky briefs. Yeah. They have the little tiny little, little bow. bow on them. I didn't even notice that. They have a tiny... Yeah. Trust me. When you have girl pants... Trust me. These little tiny fucking bows that mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, but they're why? On. What was the yeah. deal with that? They, they still have... They still make them. What's the point of a bow on your underpants? Because it's girly. I don't know. But they still make them. And it's supposed to represent the little girl, like, innocence. They're, they're never white. Made any fucking sense but to me. they're white. Yeah. And there's a bow. Yeah. And it's innocence right there. Yeah. So you've got the top half, which is supposed to represent <laughs> the womanly. Yeah. The red, you know, coming into her own. And then the bottom half of her is the white, innocent virginity. That's the representation that you're getting right there. Okay. okay. That's cin- cinematically, mm. that's the representation you're getting. Okay. And that's what us as the viewer is seeing. Yeah. So, and that's her dynamic right there. And that she's not ready. Yeah. Her body isn't ready. So that's when she, he does his thing and she freaks out. She grabs her stuff and she runs out. With Gina, when she's, she's talking about... Black. She's She pulls off her panties. Not only are her panties black, yeah. but her panties are lacy. Yeah. They're high huh. arched. Yeah. They are very much so the type of panties that you're going to wear if you're going to seduce a guy. Yeah. They are not innocent looking at all. Guilty panties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> do we have a... Uh, there, there's a... Uh, Alright, well, I mean, it's actually a good time more than ever to yep. get the sponsor in. Well, while we're on the topic. Yeah. So, we'll go with our... A moment, we'll go with our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Now, there's... Before I... While well, I just get the script for this, there's a really funny scene with uh, when they're at the pizza shop. Yeah. And the um, <laughs> uh, he just drops the bra off of the, the <laughs> going, hey, you forgot your thingy. You dropped your thingy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The only one who hasn't done anything wrong is Eddie. Oh, yeah. poor Eddie. He barely knows what's happening half the time. Oh, yeah, he don't give a shit, really. Like, he just don't really care. So, anyways. So, AdamandEve.com here. So, uh, Adam and Eve says the best part about staying at home is playing at home. 
Take advantage of the downtime and choose almost any one item at 50% off. And when you do, you also get 10 free boredom-busting gifts, including six spicy movies, a three-piece bonus kit, and best of all, shipping is delivered discreetly to your door. Pants optional. Just remember our offer code MTTM for movie theater time machine MTTM at checkout. A&E has thousands of products to make you glad you're staying at home. Sex toys make make being at home so enjoyable. Hell, even shopping for home is more enjoyable when you're shopping for sex toys. So go to AdamandEve.com and use the offer code MTTM today. And yeah, Dan, those those uh, six spicy movies. That yeah, that there's some spice in there. Yeah. 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 We uh, we we haven't caught up on them. We don't, we've only seen the two so. Far. I've only seen like one and a half. <laughs> the 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 news anchor one is just <sighs> weird. It's like that's not how the news works. <laughs> <laughs> I've done an internship. That is not what happens. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, okay, where were we? Uh, so, um, yeah, Corey basically throws herself at Rex Manning. It does not pan out. She's not ready. She takes off. Um, Gina, at this point, just kind of wants to one-up, uh, wants to one-up Corey, and she kind of throws herself at Rex Manning, and she's much more direct about this, and, you know, they end up, you know, she ends up getting railed on top of the copy machine, which, you know, back in the day, toner was expensive. That was wasting a lot of toner. <laughs> right. I was expecting to see butt prints come out of it. I, mean, I yeah, was right? sort of that. I was disappointed. Really? What, you saw? Yeah, sort of did. It was really quick. I'm like, well, she's got a really white ass. So that's what I thought. So, so, while this is happening, everyone kind of ends up kind of gathering back in the back room. And they kind of like they realize really quickly what's going on. Yeah, things come to a head. Um, like yeah, they a lot of stuff. Go, oh, but also at this point too, um, AJ has found Corey outside and has the and worst has timing. The worst timing. It's about one thirty-seven, uh, and he confesses his love to her by saying that. Uh, Remember when you wore that blue flowered skirt? I hate that skirt. So I figured if I can love her in that skirt, I can love her anytime. Okay, um, that's it's uh, not, and it's not the greatest line ever, but yeah. I've definitely heard worse. Yeah, uh, you have? she's in the middle of having her her existential meltdown, so he picked a real bad time, and she basically rejects him. Basically tells him more or less to fuck off. And, uh, yeah, and he just, he just kind of walks away, very dejected, and just like, well, okay, then. I'm um, going to go to the roof and fix the sign for the next several hours. Everybody is just, everybody's having a really shit day at this point. Mm-hmm. Everything's um, gone wrong. Uh, at this point, Gina and Rex are, are doing it on the copy machine. They're doing it on the copy machine. Um... Oh, and, uh... <laughs> I think we're getting to my favorite scene. And, uh, also at this point, um... Uh, the owner has come in yeah. to... Mitchell. Mitchell yeah. has come in yeah. to get the money... Yeah. To bring the money to the bank. This was the toilet... Uh, the, the Mitchell toilet and bidet store. If I was still selling toilets, I'd be a rich man. He meets, yeah. uh, he meets Rex. He had met Rex. He got the money... And left, and Lucas kind of mouths off to Joe a little bit about how he will always be 
A superb manager. A superb, Joe. Says it again. Superb. superb. And that's when Joe grabs him by the back of the neck, throws him into the office, and kind of beats the shit out of him. Which well, it absolutely deserves. It needs to be. Yes. Yeah, it, it absolutely, absolutely needs to be. And I'm like, okay, finally. Yep. He absolutely deserves it. He doesn't get nearly the kind of yeah. comeuppance he, he, should, he should get for the shit he pulled. But at least he gets, you know... He gets he gets his face rocked a bit, and you know basically come back out of the office, and Joe's like, "You deserve, you know, you deserve that. You know that, right? Yeah, you absolutely deserve that." Yes. And that's when uh, that's when they figure out that where's Rex? Where's, where's Gina? Gina? AJ kind of puts two and two together. He finds out the whole like Corey was like threw herself at Rex Manning, so he's mad at Rex Manning, and then he's following Gina, and they both come out of the room, and and Corey drops like her cash box on the ground, and mm-hmm. everybody's trying to look away around or away from each other because everybody's like, this is fucking awkward as shit, and, and that's when uh, AJ. they walk out, and Rex goes. What? No applause? And AJ Jackson. Yeah, this was one of the funniest bits is what they say. Where's Rex? Where's Gina? And everybody slowly starts to hear what's going on. Yeah. Putting it together slowly with no, like, no word, you know, no words, no thoughts, but everybody suddenly knows what's going on. But when Corey comes in, like, where's Gina? Like, oh. Like, it gets a little sad really quick, but. (laughs) It's just like everybody looks this way. This is when everything everything goes insane. AJ attacks uh, Rex Rex. Manning. Rightfully so. Yep. Uh, Sorry. Rex Rex fights back. They end up, you know, throwing him out of the store. He finds out that his assistant quit on him. He's like, this whole thing, they're all, like, talking down to Rex, telling him they hate his new album. His His hair hair is stupid. stupid. Yeah. And you know he he leaves, and then everyone starts arguing. Like Gina Again, and well, wait. Corey get on he, get, before get he at leaves, each other. I yeah. want to say this though because this is another part of the extended cut mm-hmm. that is different than theatrical release. Really? Yes. Um, in this particular cut, Rex looks at everybody and says, "Yo, you're because everybody's like you're a has been. You know, um, we all think your record sucks." Yeah. And he looks at it, everybody, and he goes. Huh. You might be right. He walks out in our cup. Mm-hmm. In the theatrical release, he looks at everybody, he gets angry, and he says, Why don't you all just fade away? And then he walks out. Huh. Which I th- I like this cut better because it's yeah. like he realizes he's kind of nothing. Yeah. It's like, my time has come and gone. This is kind of ridiculous, and only old ladies and gay men love me anymore. Yeah, yeah in, in this cut, he's realizing, like, he's uh, sort of growing as a person, whereas yeah. in the theatrical release, he's like a toddler. Yeah. Why did he change... Why did they change it? I don't know. Good question. You'd have to ask the, uh, the, <laughs> the director or the writer. <laughs> hmm... Yeah. So at this point, everything continues to go to crazy. Shit. Like and Corey Gina's and yelling Gina at, are at each other's throats, and uh, that's when Gina exposes the fact that Corey is a speed freak. Yeah. She's been on uh, popping pills all yeah. the time. That's why she can study all night because she's on, she's a, she's on fucking amphetamines. 
and they're you know both screaming at each other. They need to be held back from each other, and Corey just loses, fucking detonates. She yeah. she just completely has a meltdown and just like starts thrashing stuff in the back of the store. Goes into the store itself, starts breaking things, and she's having a full fucking meltdown. And the last person you expect, Deb, basically tackles her, holds her, and says, I can help her. Let me help her. And Joe's like, okay, go. Go. (laughs) Doesn't she just dunk her face in water? Yeah, pretty much. It's a gunk. Calm down. down. Yeah. (laughs) Which, if you've ever dealt with anybody who's been on that stuff, that's actually a good way to do it. Yeah, it's it's kind of shock you yeah, back, just, shock, yeah. shock you back into your into cold your water, head. back in you know, getting into the um, where I work. Security guards usually have cold bottles of water for that very same reason. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it just kind of helps them, you know, shock them back. Okay, so, it's almost like slapping back. someone in the face when you need to yeah. calm them down. Yeah, it's a shock. Yeah. So yeah. So well, look kind of gentle, like okay, dunk your face in the water. Yeah. yeah. So Corey yeah. doesn't quite understand why Deb's being nice to her. And, you know, Deb, I think, kind of sees shreds of herself in what's happening with Corey right now. And right. That's why she said, let's save this Let's Hallmark save moment. our Hallmark moment. Yeah. Just While pissing on the toilet. I love that. Yeah. What were you going to oh, do? Rexy. Oh, Rex. You're so wonderful. Oh, Rex. You're so sexy. Yeah. Yeah. With your back towards the wall, the back towards the switchboard. What were you gonna, What do you expect? Put like, back against the daily numbers. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> makes her laugh. Yeah. It's like, makes okay. her laugh. Calms her down, and uh, she ends up. Uh, Corey ends up throwing a like pretend funeral for Deb because yeah. everyone's figured out Deb tried to kill herself the night before. That's what the the bandages were before yeah. she actually openly admits it. And this makes me so angry. I was because of the because the paper yeah. that she uses, a black piece of she paper, uses, uses a silver yeah. marker. And it's not a silver marker. It's not a marker. <laughs> it's not a marker that she uses. Okay. Welcome to Joss's. Oh, this rant is your angry rant. Right? This, this is, is her rant from last night. Okay. So the type of paper that she uses is called scratchboard. Okay. Scratchboard is a particular type of board that is a black board that you have to use a sharp implement on it and you scratch off. It's mostly used for um, like shading and a very particular type of art style. Those pieces of paper are extremely expensive. They are not cheap. A eight by 10 piece of this paper is almost $10. And she uses it to make a freaking little invitation. It drives me insane every time I see this. So they basically, she basically throws. I didn't think this was going to be your rent. Yes, you did. (laughs) Yeah, right. Whoa. I when I was in when I was in high school. Wow, man! All right. (laughs) During this time, when I was in high school, we had to be very, very careful with these. Yeah. I was in art class for so long, four years of art classes in high school with these fucking pieces of paper that we had to be so freaking careful about. How could you tell it was that kind of paper? Because it's very specific. Because I, I remember a couple using it a couple of times in art class too, but I... I uh. When you go to Durfee and you have a very specific teacher and he yells at you a lot, 
And you remember okay. this shit. All right, so this brought up trauma. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. That makes there's, sense There's now. a bit of trauma. Yeah. I actually looked bit. it up last night to make sure that it was still the same shit and it's still it's expensive and it's yeah. still fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah, all right. She yep. got a little upset. Can I was still upset. <laughs> still upset about it. So they throw this mm-hmm. this mock funeral for for Deb as kind of like just a way to uh, I don't know, just kind of with a with a. Where did they get like a, a silk pillow? I don't. Where did they get all the candles? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I'm assuming you could find candles pretty pretty easily, yeah. especially in a music like, store. They well, were just if kind you of, lose power or something, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of, it was like a way for everybody to bond, yeah. and basically they invite everyone to this mock funeral, and no one's allowed to not show up. Yeah. And Deb goes along with it. She lays down like she's a corpse or whatever. Well, there's that one do. mark on the well, register. Somebody, well, had to somebody, the register. somebody had to run the store. So, um, <laughs> but Mark is having problems. <laughs> so they're they're throwing they're throwing this like mock funeral, and <laughs> Deb's laying there going, no, "This is dog shit." And it was AJ's like, shh, you're dead. Dead people no, don't Eddie talk. No, Eddie says that. Yeah. Eddie. It's like, shh, dead people dead don't people talk. Dead people don't talk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so while this mock funeral is going mm. on, Mark is basically begging for help because mm. they're dealing with a <laughs> random rush out of nowhere, and he just gets on the intercom, help, 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 because, oh, God, help, 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 help Because me. he's taking two... Uh, he's trying to do two transactions at once, and he's getting confused. And then somebody handed him money, and he has no idea what it's for. Yeah. So he's, he's like, "Help! Help! God help! Oh my God, help!" <coughs> so AJ goes out to help at the front, and while they're doing their thing, Warren shows back up. Uh, yeah. so Warren comes uh, in yeah, with, with a gun, with That's a right. big fucking gun, yeah, he's got a revolver, very and cartoony, Looney Tooney type thing. Because he's yeah. so small, and the gun's just yeah. cartoonishly right. big. And he starts firing off shots. He, like, aims at yeah. AJ and yeah. seems like he misses on the first shot. But there's, like, a gunshot. And everyone's like, oh, God, what was that? And they're trying to figure out what's going on. Everyone's, like, hiding behind shit. Mark's trying to do, like, the Kirk shoulder roll, like, you know, secret agent thing through the store. Deb confronts him. And Deb confronts him because she she's doesn't give... not afraid. She doesn't give half a shit. She gets, like, right up in his face. So and he's, does she... Is it because she has a death wish or because she's brave? It's because yes. she, she has a death wish, I think. It's because she doesn't care. Or does it, I mean, does she not believe that it's really loaded or something? I don't think she cares. Yeah, it's it's kind of a combination. It's a combination yeah. of the two. It's it's courage brought about by... by basically... the. Narcissism isn't the word. What's the other one? Uh, nihilism. It's like she she the reason she like went at her risk because she admits this during her her funeral her fake funeral <laughs> that she tried to slit her wrists using a pink. <laughs> it was a, it was a pink razor with daisies on the handle and a moisturizing strip. Yep. Because oh, she just tried. And it took her forever to get through her skin. Because she just, Jesus Christ. How dull was that fucking razor? Yeah. Is that a safety razor? It must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I'm sorry, if anybody, any women out there know about these fucking lady razors, this shit can be fucking sharp. Yeah. I got a Mach 5 in the other room, and that thing, if you're not careful, will take many layers of your skin off. Yeah, I have really fucking cut myself before, so, yeah, that must have been really fucking dull. So, yeah, she admits that she tried to kill herself, uh, and kind of, like, at this point, she's got courage based off of nihilism, because she's like, 
she realized how pointless it all is. She's mm. doing the existential teen, early 20s thing, which I've been there. Me it's too. It's like, why, why even bother? Like, fuck it all. And she gets kind of like right up in Warren's face and she's essentially calling him out. And the way she figures it, if he blows her head off, well, thanks, I'm out. And if he doesn't, it's like, I knew you weren't. Yeah. It's one of those deals. And he basically says, uh, what do you think? Uh, basically, he's saying, I want a job and he's not going to give me a job because he wants to work at the record store with everybody else because he thought everybody here was cool. Yeah. And, and you have like, to do like, gun around like, and you'll give me a job? And Joe's just like, do you want a job, Warren? And no. Just, no. Just like fling it, like waving the gun around, and Joe just takes it from him. <laughs> just lightly takes it from him. Yeah. And it turns that out, was good, yeah. And it turns out the gun was loaded with blanks, so apparently the cops can't do anything about it. Bullshit. I was just like, oh yes, my god, can. this is so yes, they can. This is so fucking 90s because anybody, like this kid. Okay, first off, again, juvenile. It's like it was loaded with blanks and the they cops didn't hurt walk anybody, in and so. Say, Loaded with blanks. There's not much we can do with him. What? Horseshit. Yeah. What? If that had happened today, he would be in jail forever. And I, I, I don't really want to go this way, but also if he wasn't white, right? He'd that be too. dead. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> he'd have been gunned down on the spot. I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Fucking what? This. This is. You know, come to think of it, this is a very white movie. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there is some... There is not a person of color at all, except for two kids. I would say, not the main cast, but there are, there are, there are some kids. people who show up in the, in the like, in the Save the Empire thing at the end. Yes, but no, yeah. there are two but kids the, that, extras. that uh, Ethan Embry are talking to about, uh, about rap at about one About how Music Town doesn't allow Biggie or Tupac yeah. or any... Just the, yeah, we're not going to be able to play any rap, any of this stuff. They're talking about all the restrictions that Music Town has. Yeah. No, Those are the I only just... two on, ca- on camera, and there are some... You know, there are some black people in, like, the party scene at the end. Yeah, and that's but, it. But they're extras. Like, yep. it's this is a very white movie. Yep. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, so yeah, but after all that, the, you know, the cops obviously do get called. Warren gets, you know, taken down to the, to the station because he did threaten people, but there's really not much that they can do, and he does show up a little bit later. At this point, Lucas kind of admits defeat, and, you know, is basically offering to, offer himself up to, uh, to Mitch and to everyone else and, you know, basically to face punishment for it. Is he still carrying the pillow from uh, the couch cushion? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually he does give up on the pillow, but he is carrying it for the majority of the movie. To get around the whole, I told you, stay on the couch thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of smart, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually everybody starts throwing money in to try to save Empire Records because Joe had explained what he wanted to do. And they all want to back that. So. And they all want to back that up. They can only come up with about three grand. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And Mark has 
basically an epiphany, runs out to the front of the store where the news crews are talking about the, you know... Talking about Warren. Talking about Warren and the gunshots in Empire Records. And he kind of hijacks the news uh, broadcast. And saying, says I was there. I, I work here, yeah. so... Yep. And he kind of hijacks and says, we're having a party here. We're doing a fundraiser. Save the Empire. Come on down. Come come over here tonight. Save the Empire. Damn the man. smart move. There's yeah. live music. Yeah. We're going to have, you know... Yeah. Uh, there's going to be entertainment and uh, and food and, you know... Are you going to get all this shit last minute? And, that's and it's midnight, isn't it? Uh, it's close, close to. Close, yeah. yeah. It's not but midnight they, yet. They call on all the people who love the Empire <coughs> yeah. through that new, news thing because it's and 95 and what, so. four channels? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they call yeah. their friends, they call everybody who loves the Empire, and they kind of converge and... They bring beer. They bring food. They bring things to sell. They're, they're selling stuff from the store itself, and they sell Deb's buttons. I love how Deb just puts out she a freaking puts, like, bucket. Give, that give says, us give your us money. money. <laughs> and puts a <laughs> bucket and just sits there, and people just walk by and throw money in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. Now, I wonder this, if that would work like anywhere if we just put something out that says "Give us money." If people would do that, I've I've actually been half tempted to start a GoFundMe. Just be like. Yeah, I just like money. <laughs> and just be completely open and honest about it. It's like, I just like money. If you want to give me, like, a dollar, cool. <laughs> It'll go to, like, feeding me. It'll be great. <laughs> I don't think you can officially do that, though. So. No, no, no I think it cause. shuts it down, yeah. It's like my... my. Uh, well, yeah, I think it stopped doing that after that dude was like, give my, me money so I can make a potato salad. My, yeah, yeah. My, the potato uh, salad days yeah. have yeah. passed. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> go fund me. I like money. Uh, I like me. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so like I, the old ladies in their curlers show up and buy beer. And yep, and everyone's yeah. just like, "This is the Empire bus. Records. This is the place we I, really love." I and wanted to hang out with the old ladies. Right? <laughs> I really wanted. Yeah, like, yeah the stoners. The fact that they bought beer, they were sharing it. And yeah. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's true spirit." The stoners this? show up in their in their VW oh, bus. They're just like a cloud again, of smoke. Oh, okay. You don't see anybody smoking nothing. Yeah. All the skate rats are yeah. rolling in with kegs on their skateboards yeah. and like marks right in the front of it. It's just, it's like everyone's converging. It's like, you know, damn the man, save the empire. Yeah. I found this pretty hard to believe. Like, just one little thing outside. What? Well, I mean, it's a. And it was 1995. There was nothing else to do. Yeah. No, no, I mean, just like, <laughs> okay, made an announcement on the news and. That worked? Well, yeah, because you can always call yeah. your friends, and your friends call their friends. and Yeah. And you, you got to think, though, I know where you're going, but, you know, the news... It's like almost midnight. But, but, what you if also... If it's a Saturday... Yeah, uh, Saturday you have that, but also in Delaware... And, you know, the news was still appointment TV because you didn't have internet. You didn't have access to news and things like we do now. Yeah, the news was on, so, and that's what you were watching yeah, for that hour. Yeah, and you just go in, you find out what's going on, and then that's it. So if somebody really stormed live TV, like, you still got around with it. You yeah. still got news out pretty quickly. Enough people would have heard, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, so oh, okay, it, there's a thing. Okay, well, there's something like to do. They wouldn't have been able... Like, where did you get the money for the kegs? Kegs cost like twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. yeah. You got twenty bucks in your pocket. You got an ID. Go get it. But yeah. was that enough to make it all add up to nine thousand dollars? Enough people showed up and yeah. you know were well, and, and had enough goodwill yeah. to save Let's the empire. Let's put it this way: it was nineteen ninety-five. The economy was great. Yeah. Kids mm -hmm. had expendable cash that they could put anywhere in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You yeah. have like five bucks you can put in. You get enough people. Five bucks with, you know, you know like a hundred people pretty fast. is yeah. five hundred dollars. So I mean, they need a nine twenty bucks yeah. by by a hundred people. Yeah, is it adds two thousand dollars. It adds yeah. up, and people in, are people in are reality buying. like you needed somewhere between three hundred and five hundred people to do it right. Right, and there were and a lot of people. There yeah. were a lot of people there. Yeah. Don't know if the numbers would have been that, but it was pretty good. And they yeah. had like yeah. they had the concert on the roof, yeah. and, and Renee Zellweger singing "Sugar High," yeah, which is not the version that's, that's on, on the, the album. CD. It's very her upsetting. version is better. Yeah. Her version is better. That's not the, the version that's on the CD. Uh, and you know, during all of this, there you know, eventually get the money. Mitch shows back up uh, to <coughs> basically yell at Joe about the whole situation. And now someone's shooting up the store. What the hell's going on here? He shows up. Uh, and you Joe also don't basically, know if that's all the money that's in that that thing because it may not actually be nine thousand yeah. yeah, dollars. It's it might just not. a well, uh, they, jar full of money. Well, then they scrape together like three thousand. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's six thousand. Yeah, yeah. And then, but and the best part is. Mitch agrees to it. Yeah. He's like, let me sell it to, to you. And he just looks cheap. Because he yeah. just wants so to get rid of the fucking he thing. He hates the, the record store. He is your, <coughs> he's your transplanted yeah. 80s, everything's he's about yuppie. money, yeah. yuppie asshole guy. Yeah. And he just wants to be rid of Empire Records. And he's, he says, look, I hate this place. You love it. Let me sell it to you. <laughs> cheap. And he's like, yup. Here we go. There, that's yours. Let's get out of here. Turns around, asshole. He also oh, just absolutely. Joe also quit mm-hmm. like an hour previously. Mm-hmm. Like Joe walked up to him and said, "I'm done." So yeah. Mitch is trying to figure out how to run a register, and he has no goddamn clue. No, what's he's going never on. worked in his life either. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the empire is saved uh, for a little while at the least. Time being. When the two thousands roll around, the uh, you know everything kind of. We'll fall apart, but for now, the Empire is saved. Yeah. Things are okay. We almost have things perfect. And, you know, Lucas says, like, it's an almost perfect ending. Yeah. Almost. And up on the roof... He's, like, looking at you, the audience, breaking yep, the fourth he wall. He breaks yeah. the fourth wall again. And up on the roof, AJ's trying to fix the sign, because he's still all depressed and dejected from getting, you know, shut down earlier, and... Corey comes up and finds him and apologizes and says that he that she does love him. And she just they, didn't you know. know it was love. Yeah, And I don't know if this was like intended, but at one point, like they're going to getting close to kiss, and then she just kind of like falls backwards. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, it's like, yeah, the speed's wearing off, so you're gonna have to hold me up for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crashing hard. Oh god. <laughs> I forgot about the speed at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, I'm crashing hard. Catch me. <laughs> but uh, it's basically a happy ending for just about everybody all around. Like, they get all their shit out in the open. It's not... Things aren't settled, but shit's in the open, so people can actually talk about things. Right, right. It's not just this You're right, simmering... Yeah, yeah. The simmering stew of resentment anymore. Yeah. Things, things were said that had, that had to be said, and now people can start to move on. Yeah. And it's basically as good an ending as you're going to get on one of these situations. Yeah. And Pretty it's much. like the uh, Rex Manning's assistant quits and there's oh, the, implication that her... Out, she's going to date Joe. Yeah, there's implication yeah. her and Joe are probably going to be an item for at least a little while. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's forgiven uh, Lucas for being a dipshit, which I don't think he deserves, but again, no. it's... No, uh, I mean... It's, it's the whole thing. It's... 
as good an ending as you're gonna get. With him being the foster kid, I can understand. Okay, why he's I get born why with it, he but did still, it, but <laughs> yeah, why he's like, dude, you stole nine thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, like you need to have repercussions with it's this. Like, you're a fucking adult. It's like your heart might. Like, yeah. granted, Lucas's heart was in the right place. He wanted to save the Empire, yeah. but he did it in the absolute wrongest yeah. way possible. Yeah, yeah, and yeah that, that threw me off for a lot of the movie. Yeah. That, that, that really did. Tell but, me he doesn't look like... like yeah, him. he does. Yeah. yeah. One of, uh, yeah. This is one of my coworkers that I'm showing off, you know, obviously... Yeah. On Mike, but yeah, this isn't going to be in the show notes. This or anything, is one of but my he... coworkers. Tell me he doesn't look like Lucas. Lucas grew <laughs> yeah. up a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow. Well. Yeah. This won't well. be in the show notes, so yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's take a moment to tell you about forty forty one media. Indeed. And uh, we'll come back with fantasy casting. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're back. Okay, I I got one here. I got one here that, um... Okay, so... The casting in general is... You know, they're all shitbags, but pretty yeah. good. The, the actors are I, great, the characters yeah. are shit. Yeah, it's, you know, so it it works in, you know, the, that whole realm, so I don't really touch much. But I figured for this, I would try to use the dice to spawn a prequel. Okay. So, the brief mention of it, what stuck in, is Mitch's beatneck father... Oh God, had yes. a had a you know it was Empire Toilets and Bidet Emporium and wanted to turn it into a record store. Oh my! Yeah. Okay. And so you know where he's trying to deal with that the beatneck one who wants to change it into a record store. We want to change take that and make it Jack Nicholson. For him to be able to do that since it's 1959, but we have the father who wants to be able to keep things the way they are. And it's Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> you know I'd watch it. I just did, well, no, we have this and we have toilets and I'm passing it on to you and you need a cellar because everybody needs a toilet and homes are being built. It's the late 50s and it's a big boom. Yeah, but I just want to go ahead and sell people some good vinyl and good jazz, man. You don't know me, Dad. Dad, you gotta understand, <laughs> Dad, that this is what wave of the future, Dad. <laughs> oh, I don't get these kids. <laughs> With your rock and roll music. Your rock and roll is not what you want to do. That's a fucking <laughs> hell. That's a freak. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah. The dice Fuck. have the dice have spoken and they say to you, no. no. <laughs> Although I would watch uh, the shit out. Of I that. would watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Uh, Maybe not it? Jack Nicholson. Okay. Who, I don't who are we know. thinking? I, I like I like 
I'm down for uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Maybe they don't want Jack Nicholson because Jack Nicholson is a little too unhinged. Cary Grant. Dennis Hopper. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. There's a, you're it's just looking at Dennis Hopper because of your, because uh, your, uh, yeah, Super oh, Mario not thing. really. No, I was just it's thinking because of Easy Hopper. Rider along that same well, lines. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Monkey. Yeah, 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 but not not intentionally, but yeah. <laughs> not it, yeah, around there. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, Dennis Hopper would be good in that role. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, there's someone else too that I'm thinking of. And then he la- he later ends up having Mitch as a kid, and he's just like the most straight laced, annoying Either Dennis little Hopper shit. or Gene Hackman. Wait, wait, wait. G- okay, I could hmm, Gene Hackman. I think I could see that because Gene Hackman, like like in the Royal Tannenbaums, yeah, when he's a complete nutbag. Gene, Gene Hackman opposite uh, freaking Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I'd, dude, yeah. give it a roll. I'm curious. So what do we got? Fuck Hot yeah. Damn, that's a... That's a 30. That's a 30. Hot damn. Numbers are hard. I'm like, 19 plus 11. Hang on, let me take my shoes off. I gotta count there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... I've got to try to do that because I just thought of something interesting. Okay. Um, you have Jimmy Stewart. You have an actor probably people forgot about. Mm. Michael Gross. Who? Oh, I, I know that name. I okay. know the name. I can't All right, picture Now, now I'm going to just throw something here, but Mitch would be... Michael J. Fox. Michael Gross played Michael J. Fox's dad in Family Ties. Okay, yep. Oh, yeah! yeah. Okay, I so... I he was an asshole in almost every single SVU episode <laughs> yes. ever. Yep. Yes. yes. So if you put it that way, he would be the beaten up dad, and Mitch would be that, that juggie who just cares about money, who's that 80s Republican who just, you know, oh, well, this is a thing, this yeah, is a cash cow. And the dice don't like me at all. You doubled the last <laughs> one. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right. Son of a bitch. <laughs> See, but I, I watched that one too. All right. Again, I'm having one of those, uh, another one of those, like, I love this movie as it is kind of thing and I'm yeah. trying to like replace characters with other characters and I can't uh, like my brain's just like you could, no you could technically stop. replace um uh fuck Renee Zellweger with Joey Lauren Ardens there would be no difference yeah. for the longest time I thought it was her I know. Yeah. so yeah well oh, I've one, got like nothing yeah I'm just gonna just politely stare for a moment and just really try to see if I could telepathically say who I want to do <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I don't know my my brain. <laughs> I've got static. You get you getting it? I'm I got, not getting it either. I've got nothing. Um. I, so yeah. are we replacing Joe with uh, somebody? No. Who are we replacing? Rex Manning with Christopher oh, Walken. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. yes. I knew it was Christopher Walken. I was just trying to figure out who it okay. was. Okay. Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> 
That's Say a, no more! Straight up a 20. More and more! More and more. He'd be, Say he'd, no more, you <laughs> people. And the dancing in the video I would be the old ladies. Yeah, there was too much fucking dancing. Oh, God. Oh, God. The, oh, God. the dancing in the video would be so much better. The Gina, the Gina scene, though, makes me Oh! Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like the taste of blue cheese. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that did it. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> She's turning red. Yay. Oh my god! <laughs> you don't like any of my albums. Oh my god. <laughs> She's gonna wake up at four in the morning, turn around and hit me for that. <laughs> just just let you know. Okay, what if we replace the cast with the cast of the Breakfast Club? <laughs> Okay. Because <laughs> it takes place in a day and has whiny teens and... I mean, yeah. I could dancing. <laughs> There's not enough of them to fill in all the roles, but I can definitely see Ali Sheedy working at Empire Records. She yeah. Did, yeah. She fucking Deb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's straight up Deb. Ali uh, Sheedy would be Deb and... Yep. Molly yeah. Ringwald is Corey. Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely really? Liv. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking of her hair color. Yeah. It's well, more like Gina's hair. Well, yeah. it's more like Gina's hair, yes, but I'm thinking more like the Attitude-wise. Attitude-wise, she's, yeah. exactly Attitude she's more the prep. She's more the good girl, even though she, like, she's really not, so she'd be the... She'd be Corey. Mm. Yeah. Um, so who the fuck is Bender? Uh, Bender for Futurama. <laughs> Bender could theoretically be Burko because we don't know. Like, well, he's like the criminal kind though, so wouldn't he have stolen the money? That technically yeah, he would be. Yeah, he, he would, would be. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he has the criminal yeah. background too. Yeah, and he, he has parents. that very suaveness, and also yeah, he, he got the weed out of his locker, and you know yeah. they were smoking it in the, in the library without Vernon knowing. All right. How yeah, that even happens, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Unless it was like 80s stealth weed. Yeah. That you just, right. That has no smell. Yeah. yeah. Well, and how the hell they knew Vernon was in the basement, not right across the hallway. We could definitely smell that. Right. Yeah. yeah that's the thing I never even thought about with that movie. Okay. Uh, so, what about um, names are escaping me? Yeah. Emilio Estevez? Yeah. With both. Mark. What's his character's name? Uh, Agent? An, no, uh, oh, uh, oh, Andrew Clark. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, Andrew Clark, I think Mark. You think Mark? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. I would say, I, I would say, say the, the, yeah. the, the Dorcas Maximus would, yeah. be, would be closer to Mark. Why can't I remember his Brian, name? Uh, Brian Johnson. Brian. The yeah, one who was Michael actually Hall. a teenager? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be Anthony Michael Hall would yeah, be. Yeah, him and Molly Ringwall were the only teenagers in that movie yeah. at the time of filming. Mm-hmm. Is there both seventeen? The the uh, yeah, all right, let's say that. Let's say maybe uh, AJ? Yeah. And yeah. Carl the janitor would be would be uh Who would be Eddie. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say who's the manager's name? Joe. Joe. Yeah, it would be Joe, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so the I mean, Breakfast Club kids are working in a music store. Go for it. They'd be down for it. Yeah. Yeah. Roll. yeah. <laughs> 
Seven and nine. No. Nope. <laughs> I see a seven at least. Uh, so right. we unleashed under the world Christopher Walken as Rex Manning. Mm-hmm. It's Rex Madding Day. Of course. Uh, Say no more, amor amor. Oh God, he's the Continental. (laughs) You don't want to do any of this, do you? No. Definitely need more cowbell. I hope you'll. That song would have been better if it had cowbell. Everything is better with cowbell. It's the whole autograph bitch. And the old lady, say no more, say no more, more, no more. And he's just just glaring. He's like, this is my life. (laughs) But Christopher Walken just deadpan staring. Mm -hmm. That that would be fucking great. Oh, Lordy. I'd watch it. I'm suddenly feeling really bad for Renee Zellweger here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously fake, but even being that close, oof. oof. Yeah, yeah. Oofa doofa. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine if you don't see, like, you get the whole thing with, like, Liv Tyler wanting to throw herself and lose the virginity. Yeah. And you imagine if you just don't see Rex Manning at all. Like, you technically don't, but then you see what he looked like in the old music video or something, yeah. and and then you don't see him until he walks in, and it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> That'd be fucking I want to throw myself at... That's Rex Manning. Especially <laughs> if, it was a, if it was an entirely different actor in the video, yeah. and then it's him. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? The camera adds 10 pounds. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> you think you want? You're washed up. We ate your arms. Yeah, perhaps you're right. And the camera adds an accent. We <laughs> had speech impediment. God damn! I just can't wait to see what the hell you try to do for fantasy casting with for Puss in Boots. Oh lord! <laughs> yes, well, that yeah. is coming. If we're gonna be doing, yeah, if we're gonna be doing Christopher Walken movies, we we gotta. I call hold Shrek. That. Yeah. <laughs> He was in yeah. Shrek, Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Puss in Boots. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the 80s movie Puss in Boots. Yes, but you said fantasy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Anthony, Antonio Banderas doing an Antonio Banderas impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is good. <laughs> oh man, that's. I'm gonna, that wraps this. Yeah, yep. I think we're good. Oh. Yeah, I think we're good. So we continue on next week. We'll figure out what it is to go to eleven, and hopefully we don't explode on stage. Yeah. Now this just, was this was requested. Yes. This was, now it was begged for. Now honestly. I'm just picturing the the cover of Empire Records and just like a little photo bomb, just the top of Christopher Walken's head in the background, just poking <laughs> over someone's shoulder. <laughs> I wish I had Photoshop uh, skills because I would do that. Uh, so next week this is Spinal Tap yes hey oh wow this is gonna be fun yep this one's gonna be fun and we'll conclude the following week with a movie that not a lot of people have seen but oh my god we're gonna get deep into a Jesus allegory with Tommy I I told someone about this and he was extremely excited about it yeah I know I've not seen it so it's gonna be news to me 
Pinball wizard. Yes. Yep. Uh, all right. Be good. Take care of yourself, and let's take care of each other.